I'm Patrick. And this is Will. And I'm Chris. And we are Guys With Issues. Today on Guys with Issues, right? Yeah, is that yeah. One? like that's a, how we're gonna do it. <laughs> why not? We're talking about the Q conflict, Star Trek, IDW. I didn't look up the writer. My bad. But before that, <laughs> random malarkey. Some malarkey, Pat. What malarkey? Malarkey. Malarkey. You seem rather malarkey today. So I'm playing uh, Armored Core Six. Yeah. Mech action. It's really good. It's everything that I wanted right now in a video game. It was written by Scott and David Tipton. Oh. There you go. Should have been tipped into that. Right? Two brothers. Oh, brother. Or a dad and a son. It could be cousins, too, technically. Could be cousins. (laughs) Okay. Two family members. Some people. Two people who have the same exact last name. So, so here's some random something. I guess I they don't even have to be brothers. went to school with a no. girl with the same last name as me, so our lockers were always, you know, side by side throughout high school. But we have zero family relation. So there you wow. go. They don't even have to be related. That would nope. be fun, though. That would right? be cool. Two guys with the exact same last name grew up on opposite sides of the country, only to meet later in life and write a comic together. And that's your Lifetime Movie of the Week. Yep. <laughs> Hallmark. That's the new one, right? It's uh, more... Probably. Is Lifetime even a thing anymore? I, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I know they're still making Hallmark movies. There you go. So Armored Core 6 is awesome, and everybody who loves big mech action should get it. Mm-hmm. Yes. What if you like slow mech action with lots of spreadsheet details? Then you get Mech Warrior. Mech Warrior. Battletech. Battletech. Or just play. Or you still um, get Armored Core. Well, you can. <laughs> and then have Excel open on the side. Right. And you record <laughs> all of your kills and damage and information. Why can't I not think of that space game that everybody says they sell spreadsheet? Eve Online. Yes, Eve Online. You could always get that. I'm sure you. <laughs> but like that's that. not big mech action. I've got. I, I keep getting. They want me to play that game. I get ads for Eve Online all the time. And I, it's well, hilarious. Well, they know you love MMOs. It's, it's hilarious because it's like this guy, and he's like, "You're not ready to play this game." And it takes him so long to say that that the skip button shows up. So I'm like, "Okay, if I'm not ready to play it, I'm not gonna watch." I'm not gonna watch the advertisement then. So hilarious. Uh, that's funny. I uh, I've been getting weird advertisements for DC Universe Infinite, the comic app that we use, right? Yes. Have you seen their ad? It is like the laziest placeholder ad I've ever like. I could I've... make it with my knowledge of PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> it literally is like a logo, and it has like royalty free like. Do 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 like going on in the background while while text just scrolls like do you want to read comics do 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 oh tries DC Universe Infinite do 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 twenty seven thousand comics available at your like it literally feels like something here which to be fair comic comic companies they they're not always doing real well so maybe they were like 
Hey, we had to lay off our marketing department. Yeah. Hey, Johnson, Johnson, you know anything? You did that PowerPoint for us the other day, right? Yeah. Can you can you make a new YouTube ad? Uh, do you have artwork that you want to? Nope. You can just use a logo. That's all I need. Just the logo. Okay. Like that's all it is. It's a white screen with text that pops up and has like royalty free. I found this on Pixel Bay music. Maybe the guy didn't get the. <laughs> forgot he was supposed to work on that project maybe it was like a placeholder like they had it like to upload and they forgot to replace their placeholder <laughs> so i'm gonna be honest <laughs> you're Do you never prefer honest. that when i brought up yes i prefer being honest <laughs> when i brought up um armored core um six five six six six, six. The fires of Rubicon. I did not realize we were going to be talking about DC ads. Well, well it was because we, of we kind Eve of, Online. We kind of tangented it there. But it but it was related to what Will said. And what Will said was related to you saying Eve Online. Right. Yep. I'm just, sometimes. And this is a comic book anyway, podcast. About... And we use DC Universe Infinite we sometimes do. to read. We do. So it was applicable it was. to the situation. I'm not saying it was a bad thing. I just Back. wasn't expecting it. <laughs> Back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> what so, about it did you like? Oh, so uh, it's extremely customizable with the mechs. You can uh, build out a bunch of different ones. Cool. And... Um, this the the action is it's it's just on point. I really like the boss battles too. They're difficult. You kind of have to figure them out. Yeah, all as all from software games. As all from software okay, games. But it's everybody's really been saying don't compare it to their other stuff. Well, it's not it's not the same because it's it's like, not a it's, Soulsborne game. No, it's, it's a not. missions based it is. too, it's, and it's got checkpoints mm-hmm. that yeah. refill your like if you die. You can restart at a checkpoint where your healing items are refilled and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But so, they are also known for making good action. Yes, like it's Sometimes. technical, technical yeah. action. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it definitely has their fingerprints of like, yeah, got to dodge and things like it's that. It's really yeah. good. It's really good. I'm enjoying it immensely. That's it took cool. me like three or four times to beat that first boss just because I was being dumb, like trying different things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You mean the big helicopter boss? Mm-hmm. Mm. But I haven't played from software games before. Any? I've always looked at them, and I'm always like, "That seems interesting," but then people are like, "It's so difficult," and I'm like, "I just don't have time to put into a really well, difficult game." It is. It's not that I can't do it, but it's it's the time commitment to do it. It is if you want to play it the way like hardcore Souls players play it, because there's always mechanics you can do within that just break the game. And make well, it super fair. easy. But am I going to find those mechanics if I play you just it without looking YouTube online? It. See, that's the thing. I don't usually. So like that. I'm not a huge fan of Dark Souls. I've played each of them briefly. Um, I never got to play Sekiro. Uh, no, I, I did play Bloodborne a little bit, but they're not really my style of games generally. But I really enjoyed Demon Souls. On the PS5, like the remake that they did. Okay. Um, and I beat that, and it was really fun. There's an area that you can use to grind some levels, because uh, it's not really levels. Like you get experience that you then cash in and can like upgrade. And there's an area that you can literally. I turned on 
a Will White. We have to. We didn't mention Will White recently. So, oh man. Um, I turned on one of the cradle books while I was going through the series and I went to this area that you can grind from and I just <laughs> listened to that. It was ghost water. And, uh. <laughs> and interestingly enough, I was doing the same thing Lyndon was at that point, right? Like you're in a right. facility and you're trying to get uh. stronger. Um, and I listened to ghost water and I just did some grinding in Demon Souls to get it to where it wasn't too hard for me. And it was fun. I had a lot of fun with it, and I like the art style of that one much more than De- than Dark Souls. Um, and the uh, yeah. So if you if you've been curious to try one, that is the one that I would suggest is the PS5 remake of Demon Souls. I've been thinking about getting Elden Ring. Well, that's the no. other one. That's the one that has changed what people thought as people, far as accessibility for their yeah, games. People who've never played Dark Souls right. played Elden Ring and loved it. It is Which you own it. I do own it. I played it a lot. It uh it is a lot easier than Dark Souls. Okay. Um because in Dark Souls they drop you on the map and you just gotta figure it out. Basically. Like it shows you some you you have a rough idea of what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. But there's no map, like there's no clear cut. Like, oh, go to this objective point. You can get hit a couple times and be dead. <laughs> you, yeah. If you adventure into the wrong area, you learn very quickly that that's not where you're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and that reminds me of my old EverQuest days, yeah. right? Back when things weren't handheld. Yeah. And you just wandered around and all of a sudden you were dead. All of a sudden you were dead. And you're like, yeah. what happened? And then you look and you're like, they did that much yeah. damage to I would, me? I would say Elden Ring yeah, is but... probably their number one game for people who want to step in. Yeah. But I own Demon Souls on disc for PS5. Oh. So if you ever want to try it, I will gladly let you borrow it. Well, right now I'm playing Armored Core. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah. You don't need my stuff. You got your own stuff. I have way too yeah. much of my own stuff. But yeah. Too much stuff. So but, that's what I've been doing. It's a lot of fun. I recommend it um, if you like make games. I recommend it if you like uh, fast-paced action games as well. So if you like fast-paced mech action games. How it, have you not bought you it at You probably this point? own it. <laughs> yeah. And have been living inside of it. Right. Right. Well, I... Went yeah. up to Ceruleans, which is a local <gasps> restaurant. Oh, that's Ooh. right. For your birthday. Yeah. I've been there. And it's been so long, but it's like my favorite place. It's pretty yeah, good I place. Got a, I got a bento box. Ooh, they uh, used to only do those at lunch. It was they, a lunch. Yeah, but they I think you can get them at dinner now. They I, yeah, they changed I think, a little bit. Yeah. But was it delicious? Oh yeah. Super delicious. My, my family, they all thought it was really good. And uh it's because yeah. they have good taste. Well, I presume so. Yeah. They do listen to the podcast. They listen to the podcast. Well, they like Harry do. Potter. Yeah. That's yes. true. Yes. Yeah. These I can't. true things. Yeah. And the other thing I'm going to mention. And they like Ceruleans. I wanted to know more about your Ceruleans. Oh, Ceruleans experience. Yeah, I got uh, like these uh, Asian noodles. They're mm-hmm. really good. Uh, and this... Uh, It's almost like a General So's chicken, but it wasn't. It was a uh, something else. Uh, my sister got the, this like Korean chicken, like okay. Korean fried chicken that looked really good. Um, my dad got the walleye, 
which he loved. Yeah. Did you get a Did you I, get a mixed drink? I know I got, you I like got, their drinks there. I did get an old fashioned. They do have a really good old fashioned there. Oh, do they? Yeah. That's where we had. What was it? Uh, it was like the emerald, basil. Emerald it was emerald tea. something, and it was like basil and something. Yeah, it was this. Oh really, my gosh! They didn't have that on the menu. Well, that was just like because they do like a cycling. Yeah, menu. like they're yeah. always coming. And they up were a little different stuff. back in those days because the wait staff uh, were just dressed nicely, mm-hmm. you know, and. It was almost more personalized to where they would come up all the time. They'd actually talk to you about what's on the menu. And back then, you mean? Yeah, back then. Yeah, like when we it first used to in. be. I would I would have considered when they for years they would have been close to what I would consider fine dining. Yeah. Um. But now they've they've toned that down. It's still there a little. It's still yeah. Like but the service is still good. Different. The service is still really good. Mm-hmm. Like always there you know make sure everybody still has drinks and all that other malarkey but uh yeah they've definitely kind of scaled it back a little bit but the food is still really good like it's they never they never dropped the quality of the food which is you know probably as a restaurant your most important <laughs> right yes that is food quality service quality yeah 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 so they still yeah Mm-hmm. It's very hipstery kind of. I don't think it's, it's as hipster as not a as some, lot of places, but though. Yeah, it's very kind of moderny. I would by consider a, it's, it modern. It's it's by a lake, and so they definitely have that like sea house kind of vibe going for them. Yeah, yeah and during the summer they have like a patio that you can sit on yeah, where they're it grilling was, burgers. And it was open. Like but yeah, cool. Sounds like you had a good time. Oh, it was it was a good time. What was your other thing then? Oh, something I heard this week when Pat and I were driving to Chicago for uh, Fan Expo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we were talking about different science stuff, and we <laughs> talked a little bit about uh, if we could only develop superconductors that worked at ambient temperatures and pressures or room temperatures and ambient pressures. <laughs> that's right. very that's a very specific kind of the like discussion. Yeah, it was it was that's normal for me. Yeah, yes. And <laughs> yeah, we know. I re- I read this week that a research institution in uh Seoul, Korea, uh-huh. South Korea to be a little bit more specific. Right. Uh was able to synthesize superconductor from lead that worked all the way up to 127 degrees Celsius, allegedly. Yeah, I think that's been debunked at this point. Did it? I think so. Because I, I looked it up again ago. last night because I'm like, oh, I wonder if... And I didn't see anything official because it said it was still being reviewed. Right, it is still being reviewed. But I, uh, I think it was Oxford tried to replicate it and they couldn't. Right. Yeah, there's... there's a... But then again, that's the British... <laughs> Sorry, knickknack. <laughs> no, um, I don't think he is he British. Uh, he's he's on that island. He's yeah. he's from Wales though. Uh, um. No, I there's a there's a and I cannot think of it. Um, but there's a, a combination that will give you some of the effects of that. Which is, yeah. they're starting to think maybe that's what's going on. It's not actually mm. a superconductor, but I don't know. We'll find out. I'm sure at some point it'll be debunked or not. 
Yeah, it was only released like last month. But boy, would it be exciting if we could do that. That would be great. Do you want to tell our listeners why? Or do you assume they understand why that would be uh, Google it yourselves. I'm, I'm assuming they're smart enough that they know. I can think of at least well, three listeners that probably have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so the reason that's important is right now, superconductors have to be super cooled mm-hmm. in order to be able to actually function the way they're supposed to. So I think right now, the most common ones we think are like made out of like copper oxides or something. It's um, a... Yeah, I think it's some sort of. Uh, they have to be, yeah, like ceramic. Yeah, actually. Yeah, but they have anyway. to be like cryogenically frozen to like negative one hundred and forty degrees yeah, Celsius, like mm-hmm. in order for it to be able to properly conduct electricity. Yeah, it conducts electricity without resistance. Yeah, so and... it doesn't lose energy in the form of heat. Right. So that's which could be extremely helpful for like battery technology, for mm-hmm. um, power transmission, for uh, just a bunch of different stuff that would really. You're so quiet, Pat. You. I'm sorry. Is Thank that you. Better? Yes. <laughs> anyway. There he goes. <laughs> there just we go. Eat that mic. I got. I got to eat the mic. You sound so My much bad. better now. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's it's good. It's it it's something that they've been working. Yeah. Because 50 I think, years on at this point to try to get this going. Because I read before the highest temperature that they could maintain for a superconductor was like 15 degrees Celsius. I think someone hit that. It's possible. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's something that I read last night to make sure that this wasn't already a debunked thing. Yeah. I don't, I, what is it, like LK99 or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I really hope it's a thing, but I'm I yeah, have we'll a bad see. feeling it's, it's not. It's, they only published their research a month ago. That's because I'm jaded, so. We know. You're Pat. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. My alter ego jaded, is Pat. jaded. Um, yeah. Anyway. Well, that's cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's all I had to bring up. Chris I look at was... science articles, too. Oh, Do you yeah? see that they... Yeah, that's why I pulled out my phone. Did you see that they were able to trap light inside magnetic objects? Like recently to where they can utilize it for different kind of optics now and they think that it's got utilization that they... I did not hear about yeah. that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it, <laughs> since we're talking about science. Uh, but it was a City College of New York. Um, they think that it's going to like innovate magnetic lasers, optical memory devices, and... Uh, quantum transduction applications i remember years ago when they took the first photo of a photon yeah i've seen that photo yeah but yeah they've actually used like they find that you can trap like light in magnetized stuff it's yeah that's i'll have to send you that article you'll have to read it i want since we chatted about uh superconductors i'm not going to go into the details of <laughs> that but uh it's interesting and again like when you think of light you don't think of it as most people don't consider it physical but i mean it is it is everything is wavelengths and photons and like when you start breaking down like the base things that we exist in but 
there's a lot around us that we take for granted that's actually we don't realize is physically there. Just remember, (laughs) never trust an atom. They make up everything. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, I did not get to go to Cerulean with Will because I took my children to Warren Dunes for a friend's birthday. And um, so I didn't get to go with him. Nope. And my kids had a blast. My daughter hurt, hurt her foot, and that wasn't super fun, but she pretty much swam the whole time. And my son played in the sand, and my friend Joe and I dug a hole that was so deep that children couldn't get out of it. They loved playing in it. We struck water on the beach, like dug deep enough that water was coming in through the ground. And That's fun. Uh, and we had to like help children out of the hole because it was deeper than them. Nice. And they were having a blast, and we went for a walk on up a dune, and we came back, and there were a whole bunch of stranger children in in the hole playing and digging. And Were there 11 of them? 11 stranger children, or just one named 11. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to get the 11 thing. Um, but, yeah, it was like people would stop and ask about it, and kids were all trying to join in and play. And So they did, you didn't sculpt a sand ladder so they can get out? No, but they created with the uh, with the pile that had been excavated. Yeah. They were using that and sliding into it sometimes, like a giant water. That's pond. great. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. It was a good time. It was my first time there. So, first time to Warren Dunes. I'd been told it was fun. I've actually been told Indiana Dunes is a, a really good state park. I need to check that out. I was told. Yeah, I've I think been I've, there. I think I've been there once. I've it's never good. been, so you should climb I'm Mount sure Baldy with my family. Listening yeah, that's to where this. that's there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with my family that listens to this, they will correct me about what dunes we went to. But they won't email to correct you. No, nope. they'll only do it in person. They'll text me, be like, "No, nope, <laughs> we went to this place." Uh, but anyway, since we've been talking about science and adventure. Science and adventure. Yeah. We, I segue. went on an adventure, and we've been deep in science. I'm throwing things around. I think it's time for a synaptic synopsis. <laughs> Does that make sense? Is it time? It is time. time. For synopsis, Will. This one's not quite as the long as the last one. Man. But That's all right. Hey, there's... I don't think length determines quality. I don't either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Will get going. Uh, right. Um gotta get my throat clears in. <coughs> Will determines quality. Will power, and he's full of it. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm full of something. That's what I thought when I said <laughs> Yep. Space. <laughs> That's the what he's full of. He's full yep. of space. Space. The final place to wander around and look at stuff. When a colony in the Beta Quadrant suffers from a freak streak of supernova, supernovae, I don't know what the plural form of that would be. I don't know my Latin. Uh, who cares? Uh, supernova <laughs> that are happening billions of years early, earlier than they should. Captain Jean-Luc Picard is sent with his crew in the Enterprise. Enterprise, yes. Yes, okay, I kind of guessed. Uh, to help with an emergency evacuation to save the colonists. When a nearby star in the process of going supernova suddenly stops and reverts back to normal, 
the captain immediately suspects what or who is causing this freak, freak event. His instincts are confirmed when the much-loved Q shows up on board his ship and tells Picard of a pandimensional war between the Q and other higher beings that uh, has, spill, has been spilling over into their reality. Picard berates Q over his carelessness, which gives Q an idea. Why fight amongst themselves when they can have the humans serve as a proxy in the conflict? Thus begins a tournament between Picard and other renowned captains of the Starfleet. But has Q underestimated the ingenuity, tenacity, and good fortune of the human race? For those of you who couldn't see it, Will did finger quotations when he said higher beings. He did. Yes. <laughs> that, that should be on the record. Yes. I'd like that added to the record. Thank you. Yeah. So. So what's most important here, Pat, yeah. is as the biggest Star Trek fan yeah. in this entire building. Sure. <laughs> I mean, that's a true statement. It's very it's, true. Yes. Did we finally read a comic that has enough spaceships in it for you? Oh, man, enough spaceships? There weren't that many. There were four, five. It's more than any of the others, I think. I'm going to say no. Hmm. <laughs> because I love spaceships. <laughs> and you love Star Trek. And I do love and Star Trek. probably now, love this Now, the comic. quality of the spaceships in this comic they did was top-notch. They did look cool. They did look like the Wait. picture that you literally have on your wall. Yeah, yeah. I think there's two or three of them that were in that. So the top one was in it. Nobody else is going to know what I'm talking about. But uh, he's got a... the Enterprise was in it. The Enterprise D was not. It was the Enterprise E. Yep. I saw they the they Defiant. had that written on it at one point. So I'm I'm just going down top to bottom. Here. Okay. The Defiant was in it. Uh, yep. Voyager was in it. Uh, but the. The uh, Discovery ship was not on. Is that what's at the bottom? Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what that was. Yep, that's Discovery. So uh, so the question is, what are our overall thoughts? Pat, as the resident Star Trek fan and expert, what did you think of this? I thought it was enjoyable. It felt like a Star Trek episode to me. How was the science? Oh, the science Were there any the questions worst. that were yeah. raised? When it comes to Q, it's just... <laughs> You just—they can do anything. It's—it's it's literal magic. Anybody who, anybody who complains about like the Force and Star in Star Wars, like a Star Trek fans complaining about the Force and Star Wars being like magic and all this stuff, it's just point to Q and be like, that's magic too. Yeah, I feel like Q isn't. Well, I don't want to give too many of my thoughts away early, but I've actually seen the episode, the first and. Uh, encounter with Q in that's, I believe that's the Picard. First is it is episode. it the premiere? It's like the yes, pilot. I believe it is. Um and for which it's one? For, uh, for the next for next generation. Oh with Patrick Stewart. Yes. yes. Sir Patrick Stewart. Sir so, Patrick Stewart. Um and I just don't think it vibes well with Star Trek. Like the theories, so the soft, the so there's hard sci-fi and soft sci-fi, right. and Star Trek has a lot of soft sci-fi actually, because yeah, that's does. your philosophical and your psychological uh, kind of studies, and Q tends to lean very heavily into the philosophical ideal ideology. Yeah. Like that's usually what's addressed when he's around, 
is, you know, are humans capable of over... Like, the whole premise of this was uh, Captain Picard going, Q, I thought you were supposed to be so advanced. Humans already left war behind, and you're telling me you fight? Then we must be better than you. And him going, oh, then you can fight for us. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of... So it's generally like the soft sci-fi principles that are presented if Q's around, it seems like. Yeah, I agree with that. But anyway, but overall you liked it. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a nice like nostalgia trip. It was it was more of a a uh, fan yeah. service issue. Well, yeah, cuz you had like all of the captains and Yeah, you just, had all the generations yeah. of Star Trek in it. Yeah. I really I really liked that portion of it. What about you, Will, as somebody who's virtually untouched yes, by the Trek? I've been interested I, in this for a while. I really liked it, actually. Wow. wow. Yeah. We, <laughs> That's Pat, great. Pat and I had a discussion at work about how we expected you to potentially not enjoy it because you had so little exposure that they don't really intro people. They kind of assume that you no, already know who people I, are. I definitely immediately recognize that this is something they made for long-time Mm. Star Trek fans, so I'm just like, okay. But they did kind of explain enough. Oh, that's good. That I didn't feel like I was too far left out because it had enough, like, expose from, like, oh, higher beings, Q, and then... um, Like, you got the premise. Yeah. Like, the story felt clear enough. Yeah. They didn't didn't leave non-fans too far in the dark that I couldn't piece together what was going on that's really good to hear because i really did not know because i i yeah i've literally watched all the yeah all the tv shows so i knew all that stuff and so i didn't know how it was come across so that's great i'm glad yeah, to hear yeah. that yeah cool and pat has suggested to me that i watch uh strange strange new, new worlds. worlds that's a re- i think that's a really good intro into star trek at this point. and so after i read yeah, this comic, it's so little like traditional star trek i might actually it's more like trek? modern television but it's also more like traditional Star Trek than Discovery was. I don't know. You, you're you one of was. literally the only per- people I know who's liked it, who's a fan. Really? I've actually, yeah, like I don't know anybody else who talks about it positively. <laughs> like, on all the, like on all the fan uh, forums and stuff that I go to, everybody's really it's great. You know, Interesting. Worlds, huh? Interesting. Most people don't like Discovery. Oh, sorry. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking Discovery. Not Strange New Worlds. Okay, Sorry. yeah, I was going to say. Discovery was the one that I was thinking of. Yeah, everyone I've heard Strange New Worlds. Okay, that's what it was. Discovery they hated. But Strange New Worlds, aside from... I was glad to hear you praise it because the other uh, people that I hear talk about it are pretty lukewarm to it. It's not that they disliked it the way they did Discovery, but they were... It was like, eh to them yeah I'm, i really like strange i i to be honest i think strange new worlds might be my new favorite track but yeah after nice. this i might uh i might uh check it out oh so, so this might have actually kicked off okay. you yeah being interested in star yeah. trek wow so, might uh be going on star trek cruise next year though <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you guys will have to tell me how that is. It'll probably take you longer to get through all of the Star Trek. Than a year? Than a year. 
depending on how much time you have to watch it. Sleepless nights. <laughs> I just put it on my phone, watch it at work. <laughs> no, but yeah, if you want like uh, recommendations. Oh yeah, I'll. I would say, the last one you should watch is Discovery. Uh, Lower Decks. Oh, okay. <laughs> because they reference a bunch of stuff that happens in everything else. Lower and Decks is the Rick and Morty of Star Trek. No, yeah, yeah, we've talked about <laughs> that. It's so it's 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 really good. That's that's in my top three. Easy. Lower Decks. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, oh no! Yeah, you guys did see that that uh, Rick and Morty's doing an anime because it was playing on oh, that yeah. fan expo yeah, thing. Saw that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Just random tangent. Well, that's ex- that's exciting that you exciting. enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did feel like uh, they didn't do uh, Jean-Luc Picard justice because I, I have had some exposure and I remember him being like a better captain in the show. But like, again, I'm just like, this was super long ago. I have no idea. Right, yeah, I I can kind of see where you're coming from with that, but it, he just kind of phoned it in. I thought at first that was going to be like they were going to do something where they just kept everything tied and they just made Q bored. I mean, and I'm like, is that what's going to happen in the story? Because that's not how they ended up defeating him. Because uh, no, Wesley they, and Amanda, they get Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, they get narrative narrative assistance yeah super plot armor get some <laughs> a little bit cue weapons and stuff <laughs> yeah i was just that that part was like oh i thought they were going to do something clever because it's usually so did i and then the end was just a big battle like it of, felt like they like they didn't know how to get it out like yeah. they wrote themselves to a point where they're like we're not really sure how to conclude this <laughs> let's then, just deus ex machina this crap yeah. and finish it none of it counts <laughs> Yeah, they're like, oh, hey, remember that? Uh, there's the that the Q that thought she was a human for the longest time, and now there's like Wesley, who's also somehow a Q. Let's uh, uh, he's, he's something else, but that's okay. You didn't know that. Yeah, they don't explain that. that at they all. They don't explain that at all. He's nope. he's I what's mean, called a traveler. Oh, they Spoilers. did say they did meant don't they did mention traveler in it. Yeah, and but he's not anymore. He was, right? He's just human after. Well, that. right at the at the end of the comic, he's not yeah. anymore. But that's probably not canon in the show. No, it's not canon in the show. I have no idea what part of that he's in, but um, yeah, I feel like the ending, they just kind of were just like, oh, hey, remember those two characters? Let's just use them to get them out of this. Yeah, but they did kind of find a diplomatic solution, which is very Star Trek. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I agree with that. So how'd you like it, Chris? I thought it was okay. Like, uh... I have watched some of the original series. Mm-hmm. I've watched some of The Next Generation, which I did enjoy. I've enjoyed the episodes I've seen of that. Um, I think years and years ago, I may have seen some of Voyager. That's yeah. the one with the female captain, right? right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, I don't remember if I've ever seen any of Deep Space Nine. Okay. But uh, I recognized everything like from those ideas. And because I'd watched the premiere episode of The Next Generation, I knew who Q was. Right. Um, and so I like I wasn't going in as blind as Will yeah. uh, with the, some of the references, although all of the other characters that may have 
tied to other Star Trek episodes. And I don't know if the people cues against are from those. I don't. The guy who's Remember dressed Napoleonic them. makes me think he's probably from like the original series. He seems like it's possible. I don't. Rem- that seems like something they would have done, like with Kirk. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like his vibe. Uh, so I didn't know if those other characters were from anything or. Uh, I'm going to guess they are, but I don't remember. I didn't really remember them from any of the. Episodes. They're probably just like, you know, yeah, like kind of either periodic or one-off kind of people. Sure. There's a lot of that in Star Trek. Um, But no, as far as the story goes, it was fine. It felt like, uh, I would agree with you saying that it felt like you were getting to see like a big crossover episode of Star Trek. Right. That's what it felt like. It felt like it could be an episode that would have aired had they been able to bring everybody in and do that. Um, And so, yeah, I didn't, I didn't dislike it. I didn't love it. Um, but that's more because of well i'll share i'll share more later there's something specific that is just sure. not sure one of my favorite things but um but yeah i enjoyed the read like yeah it was it was like yeah cool yeah so, wonderful yeah so uh with do you think here's a question for you being being a star trek fan pat sure did you think they captured the personas of each of the inv- individual captains pretty well from what you remember of their shows? Like how they acted? Because I felt like they all acted fairly differently. Yeah, not I, not to their show, but I mean like in the comic, yeah. they all had kind of a unique way of approaching things. I think they, I think they did a pretty good job with that. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I do. Did you think they all kind of stood out as unique people? Oh, yeah. Or do you think yeah. that they, any of them felt too samey? No, because uh, I did watch the Star Trek movies. Okay. The 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 recent ones they did, and the persona of Kirk in the comic did mostly line up with like the kind of adventurous, reckless kind mm-hmm. of captainry right. that he was in the movie. Um. So there was that. I have vague memories of the. Sir Patrick Stewart, and he all, he always seemed to be calm and collected, and knew what was going on. That sort of lined up, but the the uh, Jane Gateway, and I don't remember what the Deep Space Nine guy's name was. Um, Catherine Janeway, not Jane Gateway. Is that what it was? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> I've got. A, I I was doing the same thing to Hamato Yoshi. The and then, last one. Yeah, you were, and then Benjamin Sisko. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. They just called him Sisko, and I think they just called her Gateway. Mostly, I don't. You mean? Yeah, Gateway, whatever. <laughs> we're calling her Janeway. Gate- Janeway. Gateway. <laughs> you were, you almost screwed me up. <laughs> With that, yeah, it's, her name's Catherine Janeway. Okay, <laughs> so Gateway. Uh, hopefully, Kristoff thinks that's funny. Uh, well, I, he may. <laughs> or he's screaming at his at his headphones. Right no, I think now. he's happy enough that I've corrected him three times now, and <laughs> we'll call it good. Okay. But yeah, but I, yeah, 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 I think. I, so from what I understand, from what I my my limited experience and knowledge, I think they 
it did feel like they were trying to capture the essence of a Star Trek episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think they they mostly got it. I didn't think it was like I I have no idea what I'm saying, but I did I don't feel like they 100 percent were able to, but obviously yeah, it's, a it, it's a different medium, so you're not right. going to get the exact same thing. But I think the gist of it was there. It was great that I could uh, hear their voices in my head as I was reading. <laughs> I wondered I wondered if you read it and you heard I did their it was good their individual voices. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. Well. Do uh, do we want to start our structure? I feel like there's not a whole lot to discuss. I mean, you can talk about what each of the trials were or what each, you know, like, oh, we have yeah. to get this MacGuffin and we have to get this MacGuffin and we ha- we're going to be tricked and foiled constantly and right. we have to kill this MacGuffin. Um, they were really just obstacles and objects, I feel like, that were probably pulled from Star Trek canon. Yes, and so- 100%. So again, it was just like stuff for people who knew it to go, oh, I remember that episode. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, like the Borg. I do remember. Yeah, the Borg. Yeah. I remember they had that. to get the Borg Queen. I didn't even know that was a thing. Is that a thing? That's a thing. Which, like the Borg Queen is mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. I also didn't know that the woman from that, the from the one series, the Voyager. blonde. Oh, is, Seven it, of Nine? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Okay. She's from Voyager. Okay, that's what I thought. Is, I didn't know she was Borg. She was Borg. I didn't know that. I've uh, like I've seen some episodes, but not knowing enough about Star Trek, I was like, oh, I didn't know she was a Borg. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. No, but... do you do you think to bring back Will White into this conversation? <laughs> Good man. <laughs> do you think when he wrote the Captain, he had been watching Star Trek because <laughs> the the Legion, I think, is what they were called. Yeah, they reminded me of the Borg. Yeah, because you know, obviously oh. I had the other. You have a lots of sci-fi has lots like sci-fi assimilation has groups, yeah. right? Like true. But, but no, I'm the, going to say it's yes. Definitely Borgish. He was watching Star Trek. That is what yeah. happened. Canon. He hits me as the kind of guy that might watch Star I'm, Trek. I would be shocked if he doesn't. So if he's like, I hate Star Trek. Well, we could ask him if we go to Dragon Con. (laughs) (laughs) Open mic. Do you like Star Trek? (laughs) I was reading The Captain, and the Legion, the Iron Legion, really considered, uh, or just reminded me, I considered that it was a lot like something akin to the Borg. Um, Did you find inspiration in... (laughs) That's no. a long Oh, uh, we need to go to Dragon Con anyway, because Timothy Zahn's going to be there. And he's the one author that I might like more than Will White. The dude wrote Heir to the Empire Blasphemy. and created Grand Admiral Thrawn, okay? Blasphemy. This is a Will White podcast. <laughs> Not a Timothy Zahn. He, uh, Timothy Zahn. <laughs> Here's a tangent. Timothy Zahn also wrote what is probably one of my favorite standalone science fiction novels that is not tied to any kind of IP, which is called Icarus Hunt. And it is so good. It is so good. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I've never listened to it. I've read it. The right reader could probably really bring it to life, but it is a cool novel. Hmm. Um, It's one that I suggest to anybody who enjoys space adventures mysteries good twists 
It's got so much stuff going on in it. I'm going to have to listen to it's, it. It's, uh, yeah, if you can find an audiobook, definitely listen to it. But it Re- is a... Remind me after the podcast. I will. Please. I will. Icarus Hunt. I didn't want to say Icarus Rising. The Icarus Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to say, are you sure this is the name? That's why I looked it up. I looked it up last <laughs> night, actually, when I saw he was going to be at Dragon uh, Con. Dang. They so... also have like half of the crew of Firefly <laughs> going to be there. Nathan Fillion canceled. If he, if Nathan Fillion would have been there, I probably would have gone. Right. But anyway. It is called The Icarus Hunt. It is narrated by Mark thompson oh so oh, there you go there is not an audiobook option that i saw on libby so you'll have to pay for it use a credit that's fine that's how you do it anyway but anyway um Anywho. back to a different space opera <laughs> did uh did we have a favorite scene uh, yes i did what was your favorite scene? My favorite, my favorite scene, was when Commander Will Riker uh, input uh, put in the code to disable to disable his captain's shuttle. That actually was awesome. <laughs> that was pretty that funny. Was awesome. I was and, like, That's awesome. And Picard is just like touche, <laughs> and doesn't do anything That's about just, it. He's like, oh that well, was, I guess we're just gonna we're gonna lose here. this one. Yeah, that was great. I yeah. really enjoyed that because that is one hundred percent something Riker would do. Yeah, no, that was good. Yeah. I I enjoyed that just from the little bit that I knew I knew, and of his character from watching some episodes. Yeah. I was like, oh, and even Picard's reaction, mm-hmm. like what you said, yeah. like when he's just like, ah, oh, touche, right? Mm. That felt like it was very in character. Like, it, yeah, there's that respect of like, oh, you outplayed me. Though, you could wonder if that was planned. I can't remember if they had spoken or not, but then. When uh, you said Riker mm-hmm. was flying away, one of the people in his craft were like, there's like dozens of different craft. How did you know it was going to be that one? And it's like, what if Picard told him, hey, we're going to be taking this one? Well, I mean, he did say he memorized the codes for all of them. But then it's like, <laughs> well, I guess he could have just went through and kept adding them in until he. Well, I mean, you could see what shuttle it was so he knew what i was gonna say it had a marking yeah, on had a marker on it. yeah so oh, did it? I didn't, I didn't. yeah so he just he just typed He's in like, the code for that shuttle. oh <laughs> right so yeah and i'm sure picard knew it would take him so x amount of time to get the shuttle back up and going that he knew he lost so he was just like touche yeah, yeah. no that was a good moment yeah. i enjoyed yeah. that one what about you will I loved when they were playing capture the flag and all of a sudden the big planet killer shows up and it's just like a big old spaceship fight. Yeah. That was That was cool. That planet killer was from I loved, the like, original series. The uh Really? Mm-hmm. The art kind of gave it made it really cool. How the the spaceships were drawn, how it was Yeah. Know, I also like their well. their discussion on the different types of torpedoes. Right. In that where they're like, Oh, our torpedoes won't do anything but yours probably will, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like like the anti, what was it? Because they have the the photon torpedoes, mm-hmm. but then there was what was it like? I don't remember what they some had, kind of so antimatter torpedo or something like, yeah. like that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it was kind of interesting because they are from different timelines, right? Um, that's the thing is these weren't captains that were brought in from Starfleet at the same timeline. These are different iterations, and no, so some of their no, technology, they're the same timeline. 
well, different points of the timeline right. is what I'm saying. Kirk was it's two two hundred years. Well, that's what I'm saying before, though. Is like there's a lot of technological differences right like kirk's shuttle right Mm -hmm. like his old school like 60s tv show shuttle versus something like from like the shuttle from like deep space nine or something they're totally different um which was kind of cool uh but yeah that space fight yeah that space fight was good with and the planet killer was like a giant worm it's like a giant space worm like a dune worm in space that Shoots a big beam up Shoots the front. laser beam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It reminded me of, uh, uh, if you watched the newer Voltron I've series. Not, I've not watched the That's a Voltron good series. series. They also That's have good. a giant worm that eats planets, but it oh, eats yeah. planets that die. So. I remember that. Yeah. Hmm. That's fun. So, yeah. At least it waits till they die. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless you're still on it and you go it's not dead yet <laughs> it's like money python <laughs> it's not dead yet <laughs> uh um my uh my favorite scene was what was my favorite scene i enjoyed the exchange what's the what's the guy's um what is he a klingon Worf. Worf. Mm-hmm. I almost said Worf. I thought it was Worf. Yeah. I actually really liked his exchange with Kirk, where he's like, "Oh yeah, our people were at war when you were around," and he's like, "Yeah, but you're wearing the uniform now, so I'm not really worried about it. That must mean everything <laughs> works out." And like, I just like the idea that that he was like, "I don't care if we had differences where I'm from because we clearly work them out." I don't, and that's just very that's very Star Trek. It really is. Very it was. Star Trek. And and I liked that stuck out to me though that exchange of being like, oh, we were a people at war, but why does that matter now? Right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if we're not at war, we're not at war. I clearly see things are okay. I liked that. Yeah, I also liked in the uh, shuttle chase moment. Uh, I love when they're like finessing their way through to try to get to the the quantum thingy, the power source. Oh, the, the Iconian whatever. The travel. The source for the Iconian gateway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's been like a week since I read it, so I'm not going to remember any of the term names well, from was, stuff. I read it a week ago, too. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Even though I just got Pat to say the word gateway, so when you're doing your editing, <laughs> I need you to take that and go back to when we were arguing and put that in there. And have him agree with you. Yeah, like, <laughs> Yeah, it's gateway. <laughs> no, well, it's gateway. <laughs> Why do they keep agreeing with each other? <laughs> it sounds like they're arguing, but they're saying the exact same thing. Um, no, but I love when like Kirk just crashes through. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else is like trying to come up with clever ways to finesse it, and Kirk's yeah. like, "This Dude. is this is how I operate, and man. Then, I just kick in the door." Immediately, he's like, "Oh, it looks like a lost piece out. <laughs> just leaves." <laughs> <He> leaves. <laughs> no, that scene, I like that was funny. That was just the whole the whole thing. Um, did you have a favorite character? You had a lot of I options. I did not have a favorite character. You didn't have a you didn't have a favorite character? I didn't. No. Okay. If I had if somebody forced, forced you forced me. If I said Pat, me. this is the Guys with Issues podcast. 
and we talk about (laughs) what we like, what we don't like. You're gonna pick a favorite character. Because I I love all the captains. I love Q. I love. I'm gonna have to say Picard because I've he's he's always been my favorite captain. I knew that. Yeah, (laughs) he is kind of the main character though, captain wise. Well, yeah, it's with him, and it's a the focus because he and Q are the two that right like really have the history. I mean, Q shows up in the other uh, series as well. But he doesn't. With, in, with, he doesn't in the original. Though, he does right? not in the original. So because he starts with right, Picard. which is why yeah. Kirk had absolutely no idea what was. He's like, who, who is this guy. people? I don't know what is this. Everybody else was like, ah. I know, it's it's so great. What about you? I would have to actually say Kirk. Yeah, like his kind of go with the flow, but also kind of creative. I really yes. think you're gonna like Strange New Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> anyway, he's just like he kind of reminds me a little bit of uh uh one the Nathan's Fillion character in Firefly. Oh Mal. Yeah. Mal Reynolds. I was gonna say Hal, but I'm like, mm, that's not Hal right. Gateway. <laughs> Hal Gateway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be the uh the I need gate- to write that down for the space book that I've been dabbling with. <laughs> I was gonna say we make that a character in uh, our comic. Yeah, that is gonna be made eventually. We're gonna write a comic, sweet. Yep, sure. Why not? The guys with issues comic series, <laughs> <laughs> where all our guys have issues. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say Kirk too. Just oh, like, <laughs> yeah. He's just fun. Like, there's something about him that it's just like everybody else approaches things very like gently or like like with a lot of thought. Sure. And he on the original show he had Spock for that. So in this in this comic he's not with Spock. (laughs) (laughs) And so when they're like, "What do we do?" and he's like, and most of them, most of the people with him are the door kickers. (laughs) And so he's like, "Well." We could be the one that flies down its mouth. We could be the one that shoots through that door. We could be the <laughs> And then he like and he takes it all in stride. It's like very like even the way that like he said that he's like, Oh, we lost. Oh, good job. Whatever. <laughs> and like Peace out. It's just or like he looks at the shoulder and he's like, Well, that's busted. <laughs> it's just like it's it's just the way he comes off compared to the others is very different. Yeah. yeah. But it's like but he, he was. It's so yeah. fun in mm-hmm. the juxtaposition of like him and Picard. <laughs> it's so like, it just made him stand out to me as being like, oh, they're all like, what could be the plan? Well, how could we do this? And he's like, how hard do we have to hit that thing? <laughs> and it's just funnier. It's just like the, I think it's stand, his, his way of approaching things when he's on his own just stands out more in something where you see everybody else who's working the problems out. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Yeah. But he still had really good interactions with everybody. And he, well, even like with the Worf thing, he still showed tons of respect to all of his formed crew. Oh, yeah. That. So it's not that he's only like go with the gut. I mean, he is the way he acts, but he still hears out everybody's thoughts and and 
gives them a voice on his team. Yeah, he's still a good captain. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's why that's just why I liked him. Does stuff a little different. Yeah, <laughs> compared it's to just like what's the fastest point from A to B? <laughs> Crashing my shuttle through the wall. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> it's true. It was just he he just added that tinge of like ridiculousness to some of the scenes. Yeah. I think he was like so, Scotty will take care of that later. Here's, yeah, right. here's the question. Do you think he chose to remember? Because at the end, Q tells Picard that he put everything back where it's supposed to go, mm-hmm. and he gave everybody who was involved the choice of whether to forget or remember. I will say he probably chose to forget. You think Kirk did? Yes. Why? Because of the stuff that I know about the original series. Oh. Hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you like to elaborate on some of this stuff, nah. or would it take? <laughs> I'll let people watch the original series. Okay. Well, least favorite scene, guys. Did you did you have a least favorite scene? No. So you're like me in Ninja Turtles. Yeah, like just... it's just. It's too like this is something you just like on a I level did. that you're like, yeah. I, that's how I felt with Ninja Turtles. That's I fine. totally get it yeah. in our last episode, mm-hmm. last issue. Uh, I totally felt the same. So I completely agree. I'm not going to push you to try to think of one. I understand. What about you? I don't really know if I had one either. Just because it kind of had a good like pacing to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so pretty like, well paced. The way that each it didn't it didn't have any lull to where anything that could get boring. But I don't know. There were a couple times Q got whiny, you know, like <laughs> towards the end. They're like, they kept saying he was like, oh, he's egotistical, blah blah blah. And yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of in character though. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. They established that. Mm-hmm. They basically spend the whole time talking about how they expect him to not stick to his word and be a bum. So, well, no, he'll stick to his word. Well, they kept saying that somehow he's going to find a way to like right. Break, he'll he'll break, break the, the stuff, deal, but yeah. yeah. Like once I, he I always imagined it was a like good. a careful for what you wish for kind of thing because he'll tell you something. But you won't interpret it the same way. Oh yeah, no, he uh, he does that all stuff all the time. Yeah. So you don't have oh, yeah. one either. Uh, I don't. Really? I don't. I don't really even have one. Nope. Nice. My least you, favorite scene. <laughs> I was gonna say you said previously you had some things. Was you could. The Q weapon thing. I just felt like that was such a cop out. Like they were, it sounded oh, yeah. like they were trying to really like think of a way to outplay him. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, they had to have some people come out of left field that hadn't been involved at all. That were again nostalgic nods to to fans, right? To supply them with the opportunity and the firepower that ultimately, which. Let's face it, Star Trek sometimes does come down. It's not always like 
you know, I don't want to make it. Usually, I'm the one that's like, "Yeah, we got to see that fight. People got in a big fight, and it was cool, and the fight was cool." And this was in a situation where I was like, "I appreciate when Star Trek can have action because mm-hmm. it doesn't always. Star Trek oftentimes is about the displo- the diplomacy and the talking through things and all of that." Um, and so it's not that I didn't appreciate that they still tried to have some bombastic moment being a comic book and things like that. And it wasn't out of character for like the show because that can happen. Um, but it just felt, it felt like any comic where you write yourself into a storyline where you're like, well, shoot, where do we go from here to solve this? And they go, you know what? You know what characters could help that are our part of Star Trek? These that are like kind of out of the loop, but like super powerful. And they can give them the means to win the day. And I felt like in the end, it was it was like they just held out. Like, what if that wouldn't have happened? Like, how would it have concluded? They, they hadn't come up with anything at that point. They were biding their time to try to turn on him. Um, I do like the the sniper moment though when he's like you could have shot him in the face and he's like do you know how much worse that would have been (laughs) i did like i really liked that that he when they were like okay take your shot on cue and he chooses not to like mortally wound him and it was very smart because it basically just showed cue it reminded him that he's he can still be hurt even like because sometimes he thinks of himself as being like way beyond everybody and so I, it's not that I didn't like the way the battle played out. It was just that deus ex machina moment of like, oh, we better have this person off stage come in and give them the keys to the answer. Well, if you look at it the other way, because there's no, really no other way to, to, to win against Q. So if you look at yes. it the other way, they would have had to complete all of the Challenges, challenges of what could have potentially just lasted forever the way he was being and then eventually one of the captains would have had to win and then the fan base would have riot <laughs> but that's what i'm saying like <laughs> yeah it was it was just the it it was but that that's literally my point is any story where i feel like they write themselves into a corner because they can't do what they really have led up to the moment of sure. doing that bugs me even in my favorite like batman does stuff like that sometimes uh the ninja turtle series that we talked about the idw one um does some really like like they make some pretty big choices mm-hmm. but ultimately they generally walk them back because in the end of the day, they're like, well, we got to still have this or we got to do this or we don't want people upset about this. And instead of just sticking to guns and being like, nope, we're doing it. And sometimes that's the biggest flaw of comics, in my opinion, is comics because they're ongoing and they tell these really long years and years and years of developed stories and backgrounds and canon. They lack the ability to, to really pull like real punches, like to land big punches. They pull all of their punches. Mm. Um, They tend to. And even if they don't do it for a while, like when they have killed off characters, you know, they sometimes they bring them back. And sometimes it's like a year later. Sometimes it's like 20 or 30 years later. But like like Barry Allen, when Barry Allen died in Crisis on Infinite Earths, um, he ends up coming back during... uh, Oh, what story arc is it? It's like they have a thing called Flash Rebirth like they did with Hal Jordan. Because, again, Hal Jordan dies when at one point. Um, 
And so it's it's just that idea that even for Star Trek, like because they have the canon and that this was working within existing material, and like you said, they couldn't have like a specific captain win because people would just argue. They'd write and they'd be like, "What? That person would have never been." better than this person uh because that's how fans are that's how fans are and so i think they left it off with them pretty much all tied i think it was one that didn't get it i think cisco did i don't think cisco scored did he yeah oh Oh, poor cisco (laughs) i mean i'm all right with it but uh (laughs) but yeah i just i am not a huge fan of any story that does that and even though i totally get why Mm -hmm. and i get the confines and i get the the reason I just don't like Deus Ex Machina moments. I don't like mm-hmm. when the help comes out of nowhere. Well, I s- which it's not. You can argue it wasn't totally out of nowhere because those characters and the one is Q, a Q and like like there's. But I'm just saying for for me that kind of it took away from finding out how they were trying to solve the problem. Well, I'm still trying to wrap my head around how I feel about uh, Q weapons that can kill Q. Do you think Q weapons wouldn't be able to hurt a Q? Well, and would they make them so they couldn't? Is that what you're saying? And one of the issues with Q was having a war. The Q continuum was having a an internal war, and they were doing the star things. So even without the name of the book, I would have known it was Q instantly. <laughs> but uh, they they were saying they had to throw like supernova at each other because they couldn't. That was the only way they could even hurt each other. And now they've got guns that can kill them. It, they take whatever form you imagine. Right. It, it, it was kind of like... Dude, none of them have ever clearly watched a movie with a mech or something. <laughs> they should have been in an armored core right there. That would have been cool. I am not upset with that. You're like, I would have taken a panel of that. <laughs> But yeah, I'm. Uh, but whatever, it's it's cute. They can do what they want, right? Yep, that's it. So, what about your least favorite character? Did you have one? I mean, probably. I had to pick least favorite character. The Borg Queen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, she's really borging. <laughs> Um, probably the, uh, and I don't remember his name, the guy dressed up in the old attire. The Napoleonic yeah, guy. that guy. Oh, I was going to say the same thing. You yeah, stole my character. The child, they basically said he's like a child. Yeah, I, he just, I feel like he just uh, destroys stuff for fun. Yeah. No, he's the one that brought in Planet Killer. Yeah. Yeah. That was a cool panel. He's a like, series of panels, though, when he was talking on all the different ships at the same time. And it was just like big, long strips. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did like that. Yeah, he brought that in because they he thought that capture the flag was too boring, because they wouldn't he they wouldn't let him allow for them to hurt each other. Right. And he's like, "Well, that's boring. That's boring." So he brought so in the planet killer. Brought, brought yeah. in somebody. Himself. So you both have him as your least favorite. Yeah, I, and really, that's just me kind of nitpicky. That's I. Didn't really have a least favorite. Like he was serviceable for the story. It's not like he was, again, you're picking somebody that you're like, oh, he was just kind of irritating. Right. Yeah, because he was super double-sided. Like whenever Q was around, he was just sucking up to him. Right. And then when he was backwards and he was with everybody else, he was just crap talking Q. And so it's like, like, you're just so flip-floppy and just go with the wind. And 
She's kind of lame. You're just so political. Yeah. Yeah. Being at war, trying to suck up to the guy who's trying to destroy you. Yeah. My least favorite character was Q. I didn't like him in the show. I didn't like him in the comic. I love Q so much. I think he is super annoying. I just find him to be incredibly irritating. Well, isn't he a kid too? Like, no. Hmm. No, I wouldn't say so. Because I thought the guy that showed up was. His I mean, dad. he has. I think some he personality traits as a of a child at times. Childish. But um, no, he's not a he's not a child. No, I just didn't like you. Pretty simple. No. He's just fair. not. I just. He's just annoying to me. Just like. He, I feel like you need to watch more Star Trek. <laughs> That's gonna be your answer to a lot of things. <laughs> just watch more Star Trek. That's Feeling his answer. Down. Feeling bummed, just watch more Star Trek. <laughs> that now that's have too a much merchandise. T- that's a merchandise. That's, that's a have, hat quote. Just have, watch more Star Trek. Have too much time on your hands, nothing to do. Just, just watch, watch more, more Star, Star Trek. Trek. Don't have enough time on your hands and feel swamped and overwhelmed. Just watch, just more, watch Star more Star Trek. <laughs> It'll relax you, bring you back to focus, maybe give you some inspiration. Yeah. Star Trek. It's the thing that Pat is probably the biggest fandom in. Right? Probably. Yeah. I can't think of anything that I would consider you to be a bigger fan of. Yeah. And I'm not nearly as big of a fan as my brother-in-law. No. You're probably that Trekker level, not the Trekkie level. Man, we probably should have had him on. Oh, that would have Actually, been Actually, I thought about... I didn't know he was the one that suggested no, this. he was. Well, guess what? He didn't get to come on. Sorry, Christoph. Yeah, maybe. We'll read another one. Just well, tell yeah, us... Yeah, we'll read another Star Trek one. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you have anything else you want to add to the discussion before we rate it? No, I'm good. No? Ready to rate? Ready to irate. Ooh, I think I might have a good rating system. Are we going to yeah. talk about how many different Enterprise iterations? No. I was going to say photon torpedoes. <laughs> I was going to say letters of the alphabet. Ooh, because it's Q. Q. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is <laughs> a terrible so, joke. I One. know. That's why I suggested it. Uh, I don't like that at all. <laughs> I give that so rating bad. system a one. <laughs> Come on. So it's your number one rating system? Pick yeah. something from Star Trek. All right. I'll think about it. What? Do you, well, uh, you don't have something off the top of your head? Well, it could be torpedo, photon torpedoes. Uh, Borg queens. It could be Enterprise iterations. That's a good one. Enterprise, uh, that's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> it could many? be Borg. Planet killer. How, how many? How, how many supernova? There you go. Supernova. Uh, captains. I almost said captains. How many captains? Because they had four, right? In the thing. Yeah. Four captains. I don't know. I almost pretend William Shatner was in there. Well, I mean, technically. Tec- <laughs> technically. Actually, did you think, okay, I got one thing to add. Did you feel like the Kirk, the way they drew him, was like half Shatner, half Chris Pine? Yes. When you looked at his face. Yeah. It didn't look like Shatner, but it didn't look like Pine. But if certain panels, it could have almost been could either. Have almost been <laughs> I thought that. I was like, oh, they kind of melded the two yeah. Kirks into one. That's funny. I so you saw it I too. Did. Okay. I did. Okay. Um man. I don't know. I kinda like 
photon torpedoes. Okay, photon okay. torpedoes. We'll we're going to do it then, because that was we're taking too long to come up with a rating. So, Pat, out of out of five, I don't even know why you're asking. I feel like you would recommend this. I would recommend this. So that that would be a five, <laughs> especially if you're a Star Trek fan. Oh, that would be like a six. Yeah, that would be like a six. To be fair, if you're a, if you had watched the different shows, I can't imagine there'd be something in this you wouldn't like. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was your good. whole thing, right? Like, you didn't really have a part you didn't like. Right. So, I could, yeah, for sure. I. What about you, Will? I'd give it a, probably like a 4.5. Nice. 4. Wow. Yeah. That's Almost high. a 5, but. Wow. He liked it a lot. He did. That's the, great. Uh, the ending was just kind of odd, you know? They just kind of pulled that out of nowhere. As yeah. we said, deus, ma- deus machina. So, yeah. And and, uh, it was nice to see Will Wheaton. I'm so sorry, getting... um, Wesley Crusher. So we have <laughs> we've shot almost ten torpedoes at this. Point. <laughs> it's close. Uh, I'm gonna give it a three point five, three. I don't know, somewhere between a three and three point five. Just because of the ending. Yeah. yeah, and like it just didn't feel. Like, I enjoyed each moment in it, um, but for me, it was, like, it was fine. Like, I didn't dislike it. I don't think, like, a three is a bad score. That's not. Um, I I would say a 3.5 because I think it was a little higher than what I would consider, like, an average score. Mm-hmm. And, and out of five, I consider three in the middle, you know, even though it's a six out of ten. But <laughs> uh, I just... Feel like if the ending would have been more to your liking, that number would be higher. It probably That's it probably I, would have helped a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe bumped it up to a four. But mm-hmm. I, like I said, I just don't. I don't like Q. I don't. And so like he's just irritating to me. I don't enjoy him as yeah, a character. Yeah, but he got slapped down there. He the did. End. He even got shot. He did <laughs> in the face. But I just because I don't like somebody doesn't mean I want them to get shot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's fine. He's <laughs> Will's cute. like, I don't know if I'd say that. <laughs> um, no, like it wasn't bad, and I did like their whole kind of ca- like diplomatic council. Then at the end, how they mm-hmm. decided to absolve everything and and resolve it. Like, but yeah, overall, I didn't dislike it at all. Like, it was a fine read. I didn't feel like I had to trudge through it or or anything like that. It wasn't it wasn't that kind of thing. That's good. Um, but yeah, probably probably three point five. Cool. It was it was. Star Trek. Great. Yeah. I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. Cool. Fantastic. And uh, what do, what do we want to read next time? What are we going to do? Uh, wasn't it Guardians? Yes. Next so, up is Guardians. So that was going to be my question. Do you guys... I was told by somebody that they like when we spitball what we're going to do next at the end. <laughs> and I'm like, we do that less as we go on longer. Yeah. Um, but in the beginning, we never really planned it. We just kind of were right. like, what do you want to read? We just winged it. So I did want to ask, or we figured it out. do we want to do, for sure, do we want to do part two of Guardians? Since that was our first five, we said that we would eventually circle back and read more of it. Sure. Um, or do we want to read the first story arc? Not to go like down that path but just the beginning story arc of aquaman because we've brought it up twice i think should we should we start with guardians or do you guys want to hit do you want to try the first arc of aquaman 
why don't we start with Guardians and then follow it up. Follow it follow up. Follow with up Aquaman. Aquaman. So start. So okay, faithful listener. Hopefully you've made it to the end again. <laughs> end again. End again. End again. Jiggity jig. Um, <laughs> I know that's not it, but I liked it. So uh. um, we're gonna read volume two next week. So issues seven through twelve. Right. Yeah, I don't really want to go over that six very much. No, I think I think going I think forward, six is okay. Um, we're gonna try to keep it closer to like a probably no more than eight. Try to keep it right around six, depending on the length of a story arc. Right. Um. So. Sounds I, good to me. I think that's good. That way we don't over overburden ourselves or the people who try to read along. Right. Because we appreciate those people. We do. And yes. in the in the beginning of this and to the very end, whenever that may come, that is the purpose of this whole shebang. Right. Is to help people find stuff to read in the world of comics. <laughs> Excellent. It's a deep yeah. rabbit hole, be warned. It really it is. is. It is. So, yep, Guardians Volume 2. It's a mile wide and a mile deep. There's a lot to it. Is that a reference to something? Um, well, like in video games, if, if it's so like Elite Dangerous, a lot of people say it's a mile wide but an inch deep because there's oh. a lot of content, but there's not a lot of thing, things to do in it. Or mm. yeah, so that is that was what I was, kind of what I was referencing. Yeah, back to Elite Dangerous. We've made a full circle. Time to end <laughs> spaceships and stuff. Spaceships right. and stuff. Anyway, who are you? I'm Patrick. This is Will, and I'm Chris, and we are guys with issues. <laughs> you can catch the new issue of Guys With Issues each week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Or check out our website at guyswithissues.com, where you can listen, find reading lists to follow along, and get to know us better. You can also find us on Instagram at guys underscore with underscore issues, and on Facebook at guys with issues. Send us emails to longbox at guyswithissues.com and tell us your thoughts. Send us suggestions on what we should read next. We would love to hear from our listener. What's the hardest thing you've ever had to tell anyone? <laughs> you did it wrong again. What's the right? hardest thing you've ever had to tell someone? What's the hardest thing you've ever had to say? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, when it makes me laugh at 2 in the morning, I'm not going to remember it. <laughs> <laughs>